Thank you, church. You can go ahead and have a seat. Welcome to Skillman this morning. So glad that you're able to join us today for our time of worship together. Uh, Today our task is twofold, uh, but before I tell you what those two purposes are, I want to say thank you to all of our kids because they are going to be staying in worship with us and they're going to be enjoying uh, getting to share in some stories and we're going to invite them to participate in the service here in just a little while. Uh, So thank you kids for being willing to come and be a part of our worship assembly and gathering with us. Uh, Today our tasks are twofold. Uh, We are going to be spending time sharing some good news about what God has been doing among us this summer. Uh, We are on the the brink of a transition period of transitioning from summertime to the school year. Uh, And so many of you in the field of education, many of you with children of your own, are beginning to uh, get ready for a new rhythm of life. Nicole is uh, just relieved. Nicole's relieved. So that, that's our first uh, purpose for today. And secondly, we want to send uh, our students, we want to send our teachers, our administrators back to school uh, energized and excited and ready to go back uh, to the important work of education. Uh, but before we uh, really dive into what uh, that's going to mean, uh, I need to tell you that uh, today's sermon is titled A Sense of Awe, but it appropriately could have been titled a T-Shirt Day. Uh, As you look around the room today, you notice that there are people wearing t-shirts from all these different things, and uh, I am going to be supporting our t-shirt wearers by changing uh, different t-shirts throughout the service today. So it's going to be awkward, it's going to be crazy, uh, but here we go. Let's put on a t-shirt. This is for our VBS uh, that we just put on a couple of weeks ago, and uh, if you were involved in VBS, I want to invite you to go ahead and stand up at this time. That includes our kids. If you were a, ch- a child, the other standing. If you're a short child, would you stand with an adult holding you on the pew so that we can see you? That's you, Tori. Okay, well, they're standing enough. That's good enough. Well, th- give a round of applause to all of these people who are involved in VBS. We'll have some pictures to show you here in just a minute of, of what all went on at VBS. But uh, before we really tell you about a lot of the things that happened uh, over the course of this summer, I want to start by uh, introducing us uh, to a passage that comes from the book of Acts. And I'm going to ask um, uh, Susie if you would read our passage for us today. This comes out of the book of Acts, chapter 2. And so if you've got a Bible, feel free to turn over there. Uh, I did not look up before the sermon, and I apologize, the number, uh, page number of the Pew Bible. So if anybody has it, shout it out now. Acts chapter 2, 1694, thank you, Leo, 16, did did I say it right, 1694, 6094, okay, Uh, and uh, Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 42, go ahead, Susie, (laughs) she said she did not ask to do this, I asked her, so, but thank you for being willing to do it, it should be on mic number 10, Josh. The believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, the community to their shared meals and their prayers. A sense of awe came over everyone. God performed many wonders, signs through the apostles and and the believers were united, sharing everything. They would sell pieces of property and possessions and distribute the proceeds to everyone who needed them every day they met together the temple in the temple and in their homes they shared food with gladness and simplicity they praised god and demonstrated god's goodness to everyone the lord added 
daily to the community and those who were being saved. Awesome. Thank you so much, Susie. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, th this is a passage that has captured me for as long as I can remember. Uh, and it, I think it captured the early church, too, because it says that this sense of awe came over them. Some translations might have a sense of fear, uh, and the Greek word there is the same word that we get our word phobia from, so you can see the obvious connection uh, there with that word. But I, I like the, the translations that, that have it as a sense of awe, because you can see all the good things that are going on, and, and awe does include this righteous, this holy fear of who God is, but it also includes this celebration of life together. They're sharing meals, they're sharing possessions, they're making sure that nobody has a need that goes unanswered. And so this sense of awe comes over the community. And every time I read this passage, uh, this passage just totally grabs my attention. And it makes me want uh, this to be the case in every church all over the world, that this sense of awe would descend upon the followers of Jesus in that place, and that this idea of serving one another, of building the community, the believers up together, would just overtake any other thing is, that's going on in our life, that this sense of awe would become so important to us. So today, while we talk about the things that have happened over the summer, while we commission our teachers and our students and administrators to go back to school uh, on, a, on a positive note, ready to go, energized and excited. Uh, this is the, the mentality that I want to bring to uh, the things that we're going to be sharing with you today, the, all the reports of the different missions and ministries and events that we've had over the summer. I want us to, to feel the sense of awe at what God is doing. And so for those of us who have eyes to see it, for those who have ears to hear it and, and mouths that maybe just hit the floor when we hear some of these things, these good things that are going on around Skillman, may we be overcome by this sense of awe together today. Okay, I want to start by uh, sharing some stories with you about what's been going on on Saturdays, the second Saturday of every month. There's going to be photos going behind me. Feel free to, to take a look at those. But on the second Saturday of every month, uh, this church over the summer has been engaged in service projects together, including yesterday. And what we've seen over the course of these three months is that people in this church have a heart to serve. People have uh, this yearning within them to, to go and be involved in someone's life. And we've used this as opportunities to serve people within our own church as well as within our neighborhood. Some of the photos behind me are of, of the storm cleanup that happened right at the beginning of the summer. Uh, we got really quickly got groups together and they went out into different neighborhoods and they, uh, they helped remove trees from driveways and, and, and get this debris and brush that had been blown all over town uh, out of people's yards and things like that. And so uh, a wonderful opportunity that people have been involved in, but it's not just yard work. Uh, it has included yard work, but we've even seen people who uh, come up to the church and gather to support people who are helping to take care of someone in their family. Uh, and, and these support groups have, have gotten kicked off and uh, and people are feeling encouraged and, and people have been sitting with people so that they can have a break and, and all these wonderful things. Uh, even we've seen people come up and cut out vests for VBS. Uh, and so if you, I want to really quickly, if you have been involved in these second Saturday service projects, there's at least 50 of us and maybe not all of us are here today, but if, there, if you've been involved in this, would you please stand up right now so that we can recognize you and see who you are? I know there are more than just the four that are standing. Yeah, come on, keep standing. Yeah. We've had people devoting themselves and giving their Saturday morning to serving one another, whether that's here at this church or in our community. And I have been so glad to see these different things. In fact, one of the people that we've served during the course of this time is Teresa Pimsor. Now, Teresa couldn't be here today. She's taking care of her father. They've just moved back from Arkansas. And perhaps some of you are, are familiar with Teresa's story. as She is taking care of her father full time right now. And so she couldn't be here today. But we did ask her uh, about some of the things that we have done as a community of people, as a, as a church family, uh, what has happened to change her her life and to help her through this transition time of moving from Arkansas back to Dallas with her father. So take a look at this video uh, of what Teresa has to say. 
Teresa, tell me a little bit about your need and how did you let the church know about it? When Dan and I first arrived from Arkansas, uh, the yard was overgrown and it was overwhelming. And I knew I needed a lot of help to get that under control. It, it was just too much for me. Also, my dad was never comfortable in the guest room. So it was apparent that we were going to have to swap rooms um, for, for his comfort and safety. He needed his own, he needed the hall, the room at the end of the so hall. So tell us how this experience helped you. It's really made my life easier because um, I'm relieved about the brush <laughs> and dad finally feels at home. It, there's a, a calm now so that we can get into a routine and um, it has made a huge difference. I feel like the Apostle Paul, when he says in most of his letters, he says, I thank my God for you and for the work you've done and continue to do. And I really am grateful. I truly am. So during the course of these second Saturday service projects, and there have been other opportunities outside of just Saturdays as well, uh, but during the course of these, we've seen over 50 people uh, from Skillman who weren't involved before start getting involved in these opportunities to serve one another. Now, this is a fantastic start, and we've gotten off to a really good start over the summer, but here's the thing about that number, over 50. Uh, that's a little bit less than 20% of our church. So there's a lot of room for us to grow and to continue to be involved in serving one another, to continue to find ways to get involved. And so I wanna encourage uh, you, if you haven't had a chance yet, if you haven't found the right uh, service project or the right niche, uh, please come and talk to somebody on staff. Talk to somebody that stood up a minute ago and said, what all have you been doing? Uh, what are the ways that I can be involved? Because there are opportunities every day that each one of us can participate in. This is not uh, something that no one can participate in. There's something for everybody to participate in serving during these. And we want to encourage that atmosphere, that sense of awe to overwhelm us and for us to serve and continue to serve one another well. Well, uh, the past couple of weeks, we have been focusing a lot on backpacks. Uh, you guys have probably heard enough about backpacks, but as you can see, uh, there are no backpacks on the stage today. Uh, I'll actually tell you a secret. There are some backpacks on the stage, but they're hidden, and they are for our, our, our kids here uh, at Skillman who are going to go, be going back to school. But uh, the backpack project has been completed, and we are so thrilled with the results of this backpack project. Truett Elementary School, we told you a couple of times, but just to remind you, is a school that's located just a few miles away from our church. It's off of Ferguson and Buckner, uh, kind of over near where Dallas Bishop Lynch uh, Private School is. And when we took these backpacks over there, we took over 250 backpacks uh, to Truett Elementary School and dropped them off uh, last week. And the teachers just kept coming out of classrooms. Uh, they just kept coming out to see what was going on. And they were so excited and so grateful, so thankful. They helped us uh, here in just a second. You're going to see a time lapse video. They helped us unload these 250 backpacks from all the cars that we had driven over there. And they were so incredibly grateful. And so we're thrilled with, uh, with our partnership with Truett. And we're going to continue to have different opportunities. Last year, we did a Christmas stocking project with Truett. We're going to continue that uh, again this year. Uh, later this week, we're going to find out more opportunities that we can be involved more regularly. Now, here's the good news. Uh, we're not only asking you to be involved financially, because we know that uh, this project with the backpacks uh, included a, a financial cost to it. Uh, in fact, uh, the 250 backpacks, uh, just the school supplies that filled the backpacks, 
cost over $12,000. And so if you were involved in getting uh, those backpacks uh, together and, and bringing those to donate, uh, we want to say thank you so much because you sacrificed your own dollars, your own money to help a, chil a child or, or several children go to school this year with school supplies. And uh, true at elementary, uh, there's going to be opportunities that we're going to find out about throughout this school year that we can be involved in. We would love for you to have your eyes and ears open for ways that you can serve that community as well. Uh, they've got over a thousand students at their school who are on reduced rate lunches or free lunches uh, because their families can't afford it. And so there are opportunities for us to serve those families, to serve those children and serve those communities, whether financial or not. And we're looking forward to telling you other ways that we can get involved in that as well. Well, uh, one other thing that's been going on this summer that I'm, I'm really excited about this one, and it involves my first t-shirt change, uh, is the work that's been going on at Our Father's Children. Uh, this is one that's particularly close to home for me. Uh, my wife works for Our Father's Children, and they put on summer camps every year uh, for children. And uh, I want to tell you a little bit about it, but instead of just telling you, I want to invite Lorna to come and tell you, because Lorna got involved this, uh, this past summer, and she went to two of the camps. And she's going to be able to give you a perspective on camp uh, that uh, is, is unbiased. Because if I told you about camp, it would be totally biased. Because uh, my wife works for it, and I love it. And I know that this is starting to look more and more ridiculous, and I love it. Uh, but I want to go ahead and invite Lorna to come on up here. And she's going to share with us some about uh, this camp and, and the ways that Skillman can continue to be involved in, uh, in serving the kids at these camps. So, uh, Lorna, as we, as we come over here and sit down. Uh, the first question I want to ask you is, who all is involved in these camps? Who's going to these camps? Wh why do we need to know about these camps? The kids that come to um, the camp through our father's children are ages 6 to 11. Um, they all have been in foster care at some point in their lives. Most of them are coming from a background of abuse and neglect. Um, when the camps first started, they were referred uh, to our father's children through state agencies like CPS. Um, but the popularity of the camps have become so much that it's just word of mouth pretty much by now, and they, the, they can all sign up online. Um, why they need to go, I've got three reasons. Number one, um, it gives their caretakers a little bit of a break, a much needed break, because some of these kids are tough. Um, not all of them, I would say a handful though don't have very good coping skills, and they can melt down in a moment, especially when they don't get their way. And, and that, that can be tough, you know, to deal with 24-7. So it gives, gives us caretakers a little bit of a break. Number two, it gives those kids a chance to experience um, summer camp fun that they probably wouldn't get to experience otherwise. And thirdly, and probably most important, is it gives us a chance uh, to come in through the back door as a ministry to these children and teach them that you know, through their hard times and, and, and through the storms in their lives, that Christ can be their anchor. Um, in the song that we sang earlier, there was a phrase that jumped out at me that said, out of the chaos, there is you. Um, and they face Goliaths every day. And some of those are fear and worry, anxiety and sadness. And we try to teach them that those can be exchanged for hope and trust and love, joy, you know, through Christ, through their Heavenly Father that, that loves them. And we, we try to do that through our chapels and just through modeling Christ's love through our actions and our words.
So you uh, went and served at two different camps this summer. I and did. you went at both camps uh, as one particular position. So you signed up. So tell us what that position was and tell us what you were expecting before you got to the training, before you got to camp. Uh, were you nervous? Tell us about uh, signing up. Yeah, I, I signed up as a photographer, which is kind of a joke, I, but luckily my husband has a really good camera, <laughs> and all I have to do is point and shoot, but I was a photographer. Um, at the end of every camp, uh, each, each counselor goes through at night and goes through all the photographs and makes a scrapbook of each camper, and they give them to them at the, the, end, of the, you know, the end of the week that they can keep as a, as a memory, and, and um, some of them keep them for a long, long time, they say. Um, what I was expecting, some of the surprises for me, number one was just the facilities. I didn't expect, I didn't expect them to be as nice as they were. I mean, this is a, this is a top-notch camp. Uh, they have, there's a pond with a blob and zip lines and trapeze swings. There's a really nice pool. Um, the dining hall is fabulous, has wonderful food. There's an air-conditioned gym. The, the dorm that I stayed in was great. It was well air-conditioned, uh, and the shower and bathroom. I mean, it's, it's, it's a really nice facility. That surprised me. Number two were the children. When the buses pulled up, I really was expecting to see uh, children get off that bus with broken spirits, and I didn't see that. Um, these children are beautiful. They're engaging. Um, they are kids are kids and all kids respond to love and to encouragement and to affirmation and i found that to be if i hadn't known that these were foster children this could have been any summer camp any place in the united states um kids are kids that's what i, I discovered um and the third thing and i hope i don't cry on this um debbie crab told me to look up if i thought i was going to cry that's a <laughs> That's apparently an actress secret. Um, I didn't expect to feel as grateful as I do at the end of camp. Uh, when I signed up initially, I thought I was signing up to be a better Christian and to, you know, do the, the Lord's work through me for these children. But what I discovered was I signed up. God moved me to sign up for this camp because he was working in me. I needed work done on me and in my heart. Mm, yeah. So that transition from, because uh, you, you told me before you went that you were a little nervous. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you, when you went to the first training, you said, I really didn't even want to go. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then you went to the training. Uh, you, you heard about the, the camp. So what, what, what helped to change that? Uh, you, you've mentioned some of the things already, but what helped to change your perspective from one of nervousness and fear to, to this attitude of gratefulness? Well, first of all, I mean, you, they've got your back covered as a volunteer. There is a lot of professional planning that goes on behind the scenes that you don't see. Um, a lot of these volunteers that come are repeaters. I mean, I met people that have been coming for 15, 20 years every, every summer. They're just really dedicated. Um, the, the camper-counselor ratio is two to one, you know, so those, those kids get a lot of one-on-one -on -one, uh, thing. But I will tell you, what makes this camp work is joy. And um, I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, you're right, I, didn't have a, I was not in a good place when I went to training. Um, I was kind of grumbling out the door and, uh, because I was the only one from Skillman going. It was on a Friday night to train. I wasn't going to get high to drive to Fort Worth. I wasn't going to get home till about 11 o'clock at night. And I, I left home with not a very good attitude. 
And then when I got home, David met me at the door and he said, well, how was it? And I said, I am so excited. I said, I, I really love these people. It's been a long, long time since I've been in a room with that many people. When you look at every face, you see joy. And I, I saw that in that room. And the, you know, that gives you energy and it's contagious. And I saw dedication in that room. Um, these camps are faith-based, but they're, they're not all Church of Christ members that go and volunteer. And so it's just this beautiful orchestration of people from different backgrounds of the Christian faith working together all toward one goal, and that's just to love on these kids for a week and to try to show them the love of Christ. Um, at, the, at the end of the first camp that I went to, Jay Bailey, who's the minister at Legacy Church of Christ in Fort Worth, spoke to the children, and he said... You know, I want you to look around this room, and the people that, that made this camp possible for you, your counselors and your support staff, he said, they all gave up a week of their summer to come do this, and they didn't get paid for it. They did it for you because they are people of joy. They are joyful people, and joyful people love to serve. They love to give. And that's kind of when I had my moment of awe, my aha moment, and I realized that I had come to camp because the levels of joy in my own tank, I think, had depleted quite a bit. And um, working with these people and working with these children kind of filled my tank back up. And um, I left joyful and with a, a changed heart. So uh, I, I know uh, the kids' lives are totally changed as they go through this. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a moment that many of them look back on mm -hmm. uh, year after year. Uh, and in fact, I, I was able to drive out and, and be there for a couple of moments throughout a couple of the different camps. And uh, I remember seeing some of my former campers and they would run up to me and say, do you remember, do you remember me? Do you remember me? And, and I, got, I got a chance to see them uh, as time has passed, you know, year after year. And it's, uh, the, the kids' lives are changed. Uh, and, and so I'm, I'm really excited about this ministry because of that. But uh, I also want to ask, uh, because you, you've been to camp. So we had eight people from Skillman uh, go to camp this year. Lorna went uh, all by herself. Uh, everybody else went to a different session, and then she went to the other two uh, by herself. But uh, I want to ask, uh, who, who from Skillman can get involved in this? Uh, who, who is able to go? Um, you know, they need people anywhere from teens, because they have teen helpers, to uh, grandparents, uh, because there are all kinds of fun roles um, to play. There are uh, grandparents, and, and the kids call them grandma and grandpa, that, and their aunts and uncles, that, and their whole role, their whole thing that they do all day is wander around and meet the kids and, and kind of establish relationships with them. They write them really encouraging notes at the, at the end of the day and put them in their mailboxes. They all have mailboxes, you know, and put fun little treats and things like that, so you can do that. Um, there are counselors, of course. Um, I found that most of those counselors, because that really requires <laughs> a whole new level of em energy and stamina, but uh, a lot of them were college age, um, 20s, you know. All those, the, some of the male counselors were, were older. Um, they have a lot of support in a team called the BMOD, which is short for behavior modification. So if a counselor's having a particular issue with a, a camper that he can't handle, then he calls BMOD in. And those are professional counselors, child psychologists, so if you've got a, a background in that, you know, they would love to have you. And um, that, that was a really great thing, knowing that they had professional counselors, you know, on campus to help. Um, I was a photographer, 
you know, there were about five of us, I think, there. They had people that were working activity centers. The kids can fish. They were tie-dyeing. There was all kind of crafts. There was a woodworking activity center. Uh, they're jewelry making. So, you know, a lot of people helped just with the activity centers. I don't think that's for us. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think the goal would be, um, or my, my hope would be that, I, I think there were three camps. The one in June was done mostly by uh, the Hills in Fort Worth. Um, the one in July uh, was done mostly by Legacy Church of Christ in Fort Worth. And the last one was done um, mostly by um, Hope Fellowship in Frisco, which is a, a Bible church. Um, and my goal would be maybe, we, uh, you know, Skillman could do its camp, that we could kind of be the, you know, the, the, main, the main body of that. Because, like you said before, this is, this, these are people of joy and they're people who like to serve. And it's just so rewarding. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Lorna, so much. Everybody give Lorna a round of applause. Uh, th these different opportunities that we're bringing before you today, they're wonderful chances for each and every one of us to get involved. And I hope you hear uh, that there are ways, uh, no matter what age you are, no matter what level of energy you have, that you can be involved in that ministry as well. Uh, there are so many ministries that I want to mention today, and uh, we are, like, running out of time very quickly. And so I'm going to run through a handful of these and I'm not going to do them justice. So I apologize on the front end because there are so many more good things, wonderful things that I want to share with you. And so I just want to mention a couple of them uh, for you briefly. Uh, we already talked about VBS. There's going to be some photos playing behind me of VBS. And uh, we had so many people from Skillman uh, offer to volunteer and be involved in VBS. We're so thrilled with that. We've been working on smile boxes. Debbie announced about our smile boxes and those are continuing. We're continuing to try to bring those in. Uh, we're going to send those to the Mission Para Cristo in uh, Nicaragua, is that right? Where are my mission committee members? Yeah, Brendan's giving me a thumbs up. It's in Nicaragua, and uh, we're, we're aiming to get up to uh, 75, maybe even up to 100 of those shoe boxes filled so that we can send those, and we're looking forward to sending those down. Uh, our missionaries all over the world are continuing to do excellent work. Uh, I, I know Ken Teague is down in Zambia right now uh, visiting Ephraim Fury, and we uh, want to continue to pray for Barry Fury and his family and Ephraim as well as uh, they have lost uh, a brother and a son uh, in their family over the past couple of weeks and months, so continue to keep the Fury family in your prayers. Uh, I also want to announce some really great news uh, in our church plant in Ukraine. Uh, we have a ministry couple there, Sergei and Sveta, uh, and they have been working diligently for many years. Uh, and this past summer, they have had a new person uh, show up that is going to be helping them. In fact, uh, he spent the last week at the Ukrainian Institute for Bible Studies uh, learning and being trained so that he can help out in this church. His name is Vlad. There should be a picture of him here at the school. And this is Vlad, and he's going to be helping that church in Ukraine as their youth director and as their associate minister there at the church. And so we're so thrilled about what's going on in Ukraine. Uh, I want to mention too, uh, Liz Eaton uh, went on a mission, medical mission trip. Where are you, Liz? Right here. She's, she's hiding. Uh, uh, they, she's there. She went on a medical mission trip to Zambia with her family, and uh, while they were there, they went to three different areas and, and served people, uh, giving them basic health care, giving them so, sometimes more uh, extended and more uh, intense medical treatment. And while they were there, uh, not only did they get to offer medical treatment, but they got to eight, uh, baptize 85 people there in Zambia, and the 86th was Liz's nephew. Uh, and so it's fantastic news for the Eatons, and uh, we're so thrilled uh, to hear about that story. I, I love this picture. Uh, of Liz's family with a lion. 
Uh, I mean, I would never do that in a million years, but it's my favorite picture of the morning, uh, them just uh, circling around this lion and getting to pet it and getting to be there with it. Uh, thank you, Liz, for the work that you did there in Zambia. Uh, our Friends Speak ministry, we've had uh, 49 students come through our Friends Speak ministry in just one year. Uh, and so 24 of those have come and they've participated. And since the time that they've participated, they've either moved back to, their, uh, to the country that they're from, uh, or they've moved to a different place, or life circumstances have changed and they've had to, uh, had to drop the course. But uh, we are currently serving 25 people through our Friends Speak ministry, and we're so thrilled about that. Uh, four of those families have joined uh, our church and become members here at the church. A number of them have either been baptized or have made the decision to be baptized. And so many of them have grown excited uh, and just gained this, uh, this sense of urgency about the gospel. And so they've gone back to their homeland uh, wanting to share and wanting to continue uh, their faith journey as they learn about that. Uh, our clothing ministry, uh, Cricket, uh, sitting in the back here, she's knitting, which uh, she does all the time. I love it. Uh, Cricket has been serving uh, as the lead of our clothing ministry for uh, four or five years now, and uh, that ministry is continuing to serve so many people. Uh, she serves every Wednesday the people in our regener uh, regeneration community and has opportunities to make sure that they have clothes that they need uh, and things like that uh, for work or uh, for uh, going out and doing uh, uh, heavy yard work and things like that. But also, uh, she wanted me to make sure that I shared that, that uh, those donations that you give through clothing to the, uh, there's a blue donation box in the back of the building, uh, that not only serves that community, but it also serves people here all over Dallas at Austin Street Shelter, at City Square, at Vogel Alcove, uh, at the Garland Thrift Store, and at Upscale uh, Resale. And so not only are those donations uh, benefiting people here, but people all over Dallas are getting a chance uh, to have uh, nice, really nice clothing. And so many of you have donated so generously to that, and so we're grateful to all that you've done. What's beautiful about all of these different examples is that all that it takes is a heart of service. All that it takes is a heart of service. Uh, some of these things uh, require a little bit of finance, uh, financial cost, but not many of them do. Uh, some of them just require your time and your willingness to serve someone else. And so I love that we've got this beautiful story over the course of this summer of ways that people have been getting involved. And I know that there are more out there than the ones that I've mentioned this morning alone. And so I want to encourage us to, to seek after that sense of awe at what God is doing among us. Continue to seek uh, finding ways that God is working and transforming us, transforming our, our church and our community because God is at work in this place. It's been such an encouragement to me to gather these stories, to gather this information because there are so many people touching so many lives in our church. And we want to continue that practice and can you continue to do that in our community. Uh, as we get ready to close, uh, we're going to be commissioning our students and our teachers, but before we do that, I want to uh, talk very briefly with Chris Valentine Jr. Uh, about his experiences at the, the youth summer camps, because uh, our children and our teens have been heavily involved in so much that we've done, and so I don't want to leave them out, and they've been waiting so patiently for this very moment uh, to, to get to hear stories about the ways that they've been serving our church and serving our community. So Chris, come on up here, and let's, uh, let's talk a little bit, just really briefly, about the things that the youth have been doing, the things that the children have been doing, and uh, be encouraged by what you have to say. So first of all, this is Chris Valentine Jr. I hope that you know the Valentine family. They've been heavily involved in our service. Susie read our passage of scripture today. And uh, Chris, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the summer camp that you went to. Tell us uh, where it is, uh, what, what kinds of things you did. What was a typical day like at your summer camp? Uh, so I went to uh, Camp Pajon with the youth group. It's uh, out in Oklahoma. Uh, so a basic day, we wake up, people take showers, uh, get changed, put on clothes, yarn, basic, get ready for the day, uh, go get breakfast. We have this um, 
I believe there was a morning service. My memory's a bit fuzzy right now. Uh, but we have these rotations where we go to these uh, different Bible classes. One of them was a physical activity to wake people up, uh, but the other classes were helpful. Um, mm. Then there was rally time, all the ages uh, come together and we, there's some skits, some, uh, I believe there was a talent show this year. Um, and after that we had, uh, there's different times in the day we have free time, just unwind, take a break from the day. Um, and then there's also clubs uh, where there's specialized areas to where people hang out. Uh, and then after that, at least for my age group, we went to go swim. Um, and that was fun, we get like an hour or so. Uh, after that we have um, this evening activity. Uh, I believe one day there was this game that, um, that all the ages like just do these different things, score points. Uh, one day there was a band, there was a concert. Um, there was movie night, uh, a bunch of other stuff. Then we would have, uh, for the older kids, an evening worship, and that was uh, that was a really nice one. And after that, we'd go to bed. Do it all over again the next day. Do it again the next day. So there were kids at this camp from uh, not only our church, but there were kids from uh, other churches here in Dallas, churches in Oklahoma. Were there any other places that people came from that you remember? Um, I believe it was like only uh, Dallas or areas around Dallas mm -hmm. and some Oklahoma. Yeah, so uh, there should be a photo behind us at some point uh, of all these kids. There's over 100 kids that were at this camp and participated together. And one of the things that I love about what they got to do is that since uh, they've returned from camp, uh, the youth groups from Dallas have been getting together uh, and, and joining together. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, we hosted uh, members from the Walnut Hill Church of Christ. And McKenna, what other church was here that night? Web Chapel Church of Christ. And so uh, these relationships that they formed in study and in learning and in fun activities together are continuing on uh, even past the event of camp. So uh, Chris, tell us, uh, you've told us what the day looks like, but tell us what was your favorite part about camp. So my favorite part was the clubs because it, it's just, uh, just hang out, meet new people. And my club uh, had a lot of fun people. Uh, my club specifically was the Dungeons and Dragons Club. It was first time the camp did that, uh, and so there was some. Pe there was a lot of people that I didn't realize wanted that. So we had fun, made some jokes. Uh, I had a week to prepare, which is nowhere near enough time. Um, so I was stressed out the week before. You should see the whiteboard in the youth room. It's bad. Um, Clubs was my favorite. Yeah, so uh, they, they were expecting when they did this uh, new club, Dungeons and Dragons, that maybe there'd be a handful of kids, four or five kids that would come and participate. Uh, they had like 15, uh, and so they were overrun with too many people, but it was awesome to get to, for them to get to do that. Uh, Chris, last question. Tell us where you saw God at camp. Where was God at work? Um, well, it, it, for me, it was in two different places. Uh, one was evening worship, uh, mainly with the uh, songs, because it's like so emotional and people are so into it to where you can't hear the praise team over the actual church uh, in the chapel. It's a small building, but 
Um, there was times when people started crying during songs because it's that uh, impactful. And then the second place was the baptisms. So we would all get into the pool. Uh, there'd be a circle of people around the person getting baptized. And then um, after they dunk the person, uh, when they come back up out of the water, uh, we would all sing happy birthday, mm. which was uh, kind of funny. Um, then everyone kind of just pretty much rushes towards the person in the middle and just gives them a hug. Well, that's great. We'll give Chris a round of applause. Thank you for coming to share about your camp experience. I hope, I hope you've gotten a sense that there have been a lot of things uh, going on this summer, and there, there's been a lot more that we could have spent our time talking about today. Uh, but I wanted to give you a brief snapshot to give us uh, a, a joyful sense as we leave this place about what God is doing among us. Uh, as we get ready to conclude our service together today, I want to go ahead and invite all of our students, all of our teachers, all of our administrators. If you're involved in education uh, from uh, you know, the earliest moment, pre-K, all the way up through college, I want you to come on out. And uh, we want to send you off today with a blessing and uh, allow you a chance uh, to be energized and ready to go for this next school year. our uh, elders would mind coming up and uh, joining us on the stage. Uh, all of these folks are going back to school uh, this year. Uh, there are some more up in the balcony, I think, who are going back to school too. Uh, but if our elders could go ahead and come on up, and we're going to surround them and, uh, and pray over them. Royce is going to lead us in a blessing as we uh, send all of these folks back to school this year. As we begin a new school year, I have the following blessings to our CDC friends. May there be lots of laughter, little crying, and absolutely no biting. <laughs> to our elementary students, may you enjoy the wonders of reading, the value of math, and the magic of learning. To our middle school students, may you surround yourself with kind friends, 
have more fun than homework, and fully understand that God loves you. To our high school and college students, may be surrounded by kind friends, may you realize what a wondrous world God has created, and always know that you have a family here at Skillman. And to our teachers and administrators, may you find a way to open your minds, open the minds of your students. May God give you patience for your students, and especially their parents. May you always feel appreciated in the vital work that you do. Have a great week. We are dismissed.